On today's JMO with Josh and Joe, we have the draft recap. Probably one of the craziest drafts that Joe and I have ever seen. Crazy. Crazy. We we uh, tell you our winners and losers, also with our favorite drafts. And we, we kind of recap the uh, the Saints draft a little bit, uh, just because that, that's our team. Mm-hmm. We have on Ooh, this... That? On this day in sports history, have a couple of those. And then we talk about the NBA playoff. We have a first-round recap, and then we have our second-round predictions. Then we talk a little bit of the Derby. Pretty much whatever we – the only thing we look at are the names. So it's kind of, it's a little – it's kind of funny. Yeehaw. All right. Let's rock and roll. Jim Moore, Josh and Joe, it is Tuesday, May 2nd. It's gonna be May. Yes, it is. And Joe, we had probably <laughs> one of the craziest NFL drafts I think I've ever seen. Yeah. It, it, there was, it, it had the, all, the all-time smoke show of, of all time. Like, it was yep. just the best smoke show I've ever seen by the Indianapolis Colts. Everyone and their grandmother, including Will Le- Levis's girlfriend, uh, thought that Will Levis was going to the Colts at number four. Yeah. Well, L- Will Levis came out before with that exact quote was like, I'm only going to go if like I know that I'm going to be like a top pick or in the first round. And because he's like, I don't want the cameras to be on me like the entire time. And that's exactly how oh, it, it played was, out. It was so awkward. Yes. So, so awkward. Dude, it was just like her, his girlfriend was just like, uh, you you could tell with every single pick that he wasn't drafted, it was just getting closer and closer to to doomsday breakup day for for Will Levis. Yeah, I, I'm surprised he he's not dumped. No, yeah, I'm I'm definitely surprised too. It got to a point whenever the after the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had drafted, I looked at the le- rest of the people or the teams drafting, and I was like, none of these teams need a quarterback. And unless somebody actually drafts back into or trades back into the first round, like I, I knew Will wasn't going to be after the Tampa Bay pick. I knew he wasn't going to be drafted in the first round. Well, yeah, and nobody really needed to trade up. Like no. it, there was no, they they weren't going to trade up because nobody wanted to a quarterback. I mean, now granted, if maybe somebody outside like who needed a quarterback that didn't have another pick until late in the second round traded up, but I feel like. For most of the people, they, they were if they were going to get Will Levis, it, would, it was going to be in the first half of the first round. Mm-hmm. They, it, like once he dropped, it's just like oh fuck, the greatest smokescreen. Uh, Plus, it's like when those players drops, I, I feel like teams have like a, almost a panic on them. It's like there's a panic button. It's like okay, hey, something's wrong with this uh, player. Like these people would have passed on him. Like I'm going to pass on him. Yeah, uh, I think the the Colts setting that smoke screen was the biggest thing. They were like, obviously, Will Levis. They, they did. They saw something they didn't like in Will Levis. Everybody thought that was the typical Indianapolis Colts pick, and then they ended up going with Anthony Richardson, which, in my in my opinion, was the dumbest thing they could have done. I, I he's a, he's a project quarterback, and I I think they'll need somebody well before he's done. Like with his like getting ready, he's. I, I don't think he. Everybody thinks he's Cam Newton. He's not Cam Newton. He's not going to play very well. He Cam Newton dominated the SEC with a shit fucking Auburn team and a shit fucking Auburn head coach. Anthony Richardson didn't do shit with Florida. He he had a mediocre season at best. It's funny that you bring up that comparison. I 
I actually brought out all the the numbers because I, I wanted to see like like basically Cam Newton came onto the scene, dominated his like you said, dominated in his year that he was the starter, fourteen to zero. Anthony Richardson, I mean, what is it? He he started that one full year, but he also he he was like back and forth within the lineup uh, the first year, so he never even like got a full grasp of the offense. Like or of of a college team, and like when he first, when he did, it wasn't that great. So his his stats, um, Anthony Richardson's was one seventy six of three twenty six. That's a fifty three percent completion percentage. Two thousand five hundred forty nine yards, seventeen touchdowns, nine interceptions. Not a great interception touchdown ratio. Uh, as far as rushing goes, because that's what he's being hailed as, as far as his running ability and everything, and being so athletic, 654 yards, nine touchdowns, and then he finished off with a record of six and seven. On the other hand, Cam Newton, a 185 to 280, he threw less passes, but it was 66%. Yes. Uh, 2,854 yards, so a little, just a little bit more passing yards. 30 touchdowns, 30 passing touchdowns. Yep. Again, that's 30 t- touchdowns, 30. almost double, and seven interceptions. Um, rushing yards, he had 1,400 yards, over 1,400 yards, 20 touchdowns rushing. Like, that's domination right there. Do- dominating. Yeah, and then a record of 14-0 with a national championship. Like, the, you can't make these comparisons on Cam Newton and Anthony Richardson. They're— Look, no, they're no, yeah, they're two different players. They're, and they're also you got to look at the coach. Who was it? It, it was what Gene Chizik at mm. Auburn. Yeah, it was Gene Chizik yeah. because it was before the Gus bust. Yeah, yeah. No, a nobody head coach. You know who they, Florida has? What Will Muschamp? No, who's, who's there? <laughs> Will Muschamp's gone. Yeah. Um. No, uh, it's Billy Billy Napier. Billy Napier, a good coach. So yeah. There's not, there's not even a comparison. This is, this is such bullshit that he's even in the same category or in the same conversation as Cam Newton. This is a bad mistake for Indianapolis, and it'll show. It'll show. I, I can't wait to, to say I was right about this because this is one of those that I'm just, I'm really, really looking forward to. I guess the only silver lining to this that people are trying to hang their hat on is what he was able to do with the head coach at um, at Indianapolis, what he was able to do as the offensive coordinator with Jalen Hurts. But that, again, is a whole other discussion as far as comparing a- AR to uh, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, okay, uh, agreed. And they, people just had hard eyes for his, his combine, which good for him. He's going to get paid a lot of money just because he's a freak athlete and did well in the combine. So it's going to even it, – it's actually kind of a good thing in the sense that it'll bring more attention to the combine because that's what I, we we love the combine so mm-hmm. like it, it'll it, more people are going to want to show out in the combine and we'll get more records broken I love watching the forty yard dashes I love doing it's it's so much fun so it actually might be a good thing yeah bad for the Indianapolis Colts um let's see we'll get to we'll we'll do our winners and losers of the draft I do want to talk about we gotta I want to touch on the first couple of picks. Because um, it, it, this was a wild move. This is a new era in Houston Texans, um, in the Houston Texans franchise. D'Amico Ryan's basically flopped out his giant wiener and be- told the told the coaches this is what we're gonna do, and or told yeah told the coaches and GMs this is what we're gonna do. I want C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson make it fucking happen. Yeah, 
And it, it was glorious. It was glorious. I nobody fucking nobody saw that coming. When they drafted CJ Stroud, I was like, all right, yeah, that that makes sense. That makes sense. Cardinals, I don't, I, I don't know why they didn't want Will Anderson. They didn't want the third pick. Um, I know it's not. It wasn't like a, a position of incredible need, but Will Anderson's he's an incredible talent. He. I, yeah, Arizona Arizona was playing the long game. Um and I guess that's what you I guess that's what you're able to do when you have like a new coach and a new GM. Um you can play the long game because you're like It's oh, always an excuse. Yeah, There's- well your head coach isn't, you know, frantic about his job, you know, and and your GM isn't frantic about his job. So they they want to try to do the long game build and since they didn't have to get a franchise quarterback, since they already have somebody that they're going to try to build around already in Kyler Murray, mm-hmm. they kind of have that luxury, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I applaud them. I applaud them for, you know, moving back and trying to plan for the future. They got a hell of a haul for, from the Texans. Yeah, they did. Uh, I do, but I just love how D- D'Amico Rines is just revamping this whole organization, making them, um, making them legit, or at least trying to. Well, let's put it this way. He's he's trying to start things off on the right foot, like as far as bringing the players that he wants in. It's exciting. I'm I'm fucking pumped. I've ne- I have never no one since the Houston Texans have basically gotten into the league have been excited for the Houston Texans, except for maybe a couple of diehard Houston fans. That's it. Nobody really cared. Um, they liked JJ Watt. That was fun when they had JJ Watt, but they still they it wasn't like. I, I feel more excited about like what the upcoming future now than I did with when they had JJ Watt. Like he JJ Watt was just electric to to watch. You just knew they weren't going to do anything in the playoffs. Yeah, and then uh, before that, Andre Johnson was nice to watch as well back in the day. But it was sad though. He was just wasted. Yeah, I just think he was wasted. He was such a good good fucking talent. He just was wasted. Agreed. Um. It'll be nice because our boy Stingley needs some help. <laughs> uh, I'm a, I always love watching my good LSU players play, but um, yeah, let's see. I, we talked about Anthony Richardson a little bit um, at the Colts. I think. What do you think about the Devin Witherspoon pick um, for Seattle? Oh, excellent! It was, it, I think so too. I like excellent. It. I like what it. It, honestly, quite a quite a good steal. Because I mean, I had him predicted really the uh, third pick in the draft. But that was if Arizona wasn't going to trade the pick. Um, so the fact that he fell over to them at f- uh, five, I just heck of a value. I think they're making Legion of Doom or like Legion of Boom in that secondary 2.0. Really? Oh, Ooh. yeah. I mean, what? They got Tyreek Woolen. Yep. Um, and that's nasty who too. played awesome in his rookie year. They got Devin Witherspoon, who's the best quarterback out of this draft. Yeah, of a, in a stacked cornerback uh, draft, too. Yes. So, like, and then uh, I forgot they was oh well I mean they still have Jamal Jamal Adams over there mm-hmm. at safety. Yep, yep. Um, let's see. Do you want, let, let's get? I wanted to talk about the top five. Do you want to get to your winners and losers, and then uh, we'll round off with maybe some uh, some I guess uh, first round information that we didn't get to. Yeah. Okay. Winners, 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 winners. My first winner is the Philadelphia Bulldogs. I mean the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> Nice. Uh, the dude, they they had a haul. They had a fucking haul. I mean, it, in they which they needed to because they they basically got rid of everybody. Um, they needed to put players around um, around Jalen Hurts. They needed to beef up that defense, especially Jalen Carter. Again, we you could make an argument he should have been the number one pick. Yeah, sure, he's got off the field issues, but fuck, man, he's that talented. And then they got speedster Nolan Smith, who just. I don't care. I don't care. Like how sm- whatever 
he if you run that fast with that size, you can be worked with. They can work with you. Um, Tyler Steen, they needed an offensive tackle, or I think did they they needed a guard, huh? Uh, or they or did they need a tackle? I can't remember which one. It was somebody on the offensive line. They they uh they did well with that. Then they got Keely Ringo Brown, Tanner McKee, and Moro Ojomo. Ojomo. I like I just like saying that Moro Ojomo. Yeah. No, and Keely Ringo, um, I, that was superb value that they got him in the fifth round. I know he dropped because of some um, particular issues. But Did he not have a good combine? Is that what it was? I, it's something like that. Because he was he was nasty at Georgia last year. Like he was part of that just dominant defense. And I mean, he was a top fifteen prospect coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the talent is there. He's a big time player. Um, and yeah, he was pretty nasty coming out of uh, out of Georgia. I think some. I think he kind of got a little bit beat last year, which is kind of what drops his value down. Yeah. But yeah, no, definitely good value at, f- at fifth round. Who's one of your winners? Uh, I'm going to have to go, I'll have to go with the Seattle Seahawks, what we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Pete Carroll in the draft, he's just, he's so good. Yeah. Like he really does pick out some good, uh, good prospects. So, I mean, he got Devin Witherspoon and then he's got Jackson Smith and Jigba with the, uh, the 20th pick end up, <clears throat> end up trading. What was it? He ended up trading up to get Devin Witherspoon a little, or no, no, that no, was part trade. of the that was part of the, the yeah. Denver trade. Sorry, um, that was part of the Denver trade. Got two had two first rounds. Got Jackson J- Smith and Jigba, which is great because um, I think he's gonna. I mean, he's already got. Like, I think two he's talented think, wide receivers. Yeah, I think he was the best wide receiver in this draft. It, that was that's my opinion. I know people can say Zay Flowers all they want or whoever. Yeah. Um, but I think they got they got the talent, the most talented wide receiver in the draft. Yeah, is, and I think I feel like both. Both Tyler Lockett and uh, Jackson Jackson Smith and Jigbo are both flexible. That way, DK just plays on the outside the entire time, and mm-hmm. you can move either one of those into the, uh, the slot, depending on what type of matchup, you, mismatch you want to try to uh, make up. And then it just, I mean, hey, it just put more confidence in Geno Smith's hand. Oh, yeah. Because yep. he... <laughs> Geno Smith played well last year. He played yeah. very well. I don't, and he got a contract. So I think I think what Pete Carroll does is he knows he's one of those coaches that I think he knows what he likes and what he wants the pieces that he wants to put on his team, and he just goes after those pieces. Whereas I think a lot of coaches look at the overall talent in the at like wherever they're picking. Let's say they're at the sixth pick. They like or the fifth pick. They like to look at what ta- what's the most talented player. In that, uh, mm-hmm. like where they're picking that, I think Pete Carroll just goes for the, what he needs, and yeah. that's what that's what does. That's why, and I'm gonna get to it here in a second. But I think that's why Pittsburgh had such a good draft. Yep they they basically just na- narrowed everything down to what they needed and went straight to what they needed, not who's the best pick in the draft, which I think is the best way to, to draft. You have to you draft to your needs. I think the the teams that have the best drafts are the ones that draft to their needs or their coaching scheme. That's why I think Bill Belichick does a great fucking job. Yeah, you know, and uh, Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, just the entire Pittsburgh organization. Um, well, you notice the people that draft really well and how they do on the field. I mean, look, you can see that within recent biases with the Eagles. Eagles have been drafting phenomenally in the draft, and look what ha- what look what their team's been doing. So, mm-hmm. so um, but yeah, to re- uh, to cap off the Seattle Seahawks, um, I actually like to pick with Derek Hall, Derek Carr, uh, Derek Hall coming out of uh, Auburn. 
he's a good um, kind of edge rusher. Um, I a lot of people knocked on the Zach uh, Charbonnet uh, pick with the running back out of UCLA. Charbonnet. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly. But sounds it's a French ass name. But yeah, they they were knocking on it because they have Kenneth Walker already in that backfield. But given Kenneth Walker's health already and the fact that they don't have Rashad Penny anymore, I you, mean, you gotta you gotta beef up that backfield if you're gonna do a run heavy offense like the Seattle Seahawks do. Also, I think the the days of having just one dominant back is is over. Like you even you even saw last year with like Cleveland how they had they Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. It's mm-hmm. it's a dual backfield now. We just the Saints just got Jamal Adams even though they had Alvin Kamara. You know what I'm saying? So like they, Jamal Williams. Yeah, that's what I meant. Jamal Williams. <laughs> um, they have they got Jamal Williams when they had Ad, um Alvin Kamara. Yep. Like I think more teams are just going to these double running back scenarios. Um, unless you're the fucking Atlanta Falcons, which will actually you know what you know what we'll we'll get to that. We'll get, we'll to, get that. to that later. Um, but yeah, but then the rest of their uh, their draft was pretty pretty solid. So yeah, the another winner I had besides Pittsburgh, uh, just Pittsburgh because it was just a complete draft all around. Like as far as their team needs, the talent they had, they got Joey Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. It was Joey Porter's son, so there's talent right there. And Darnell Washington in the, I think the fourth round. Was incredible. They they put stuff around Kenny Pickett. Broderick Jones is a great fucking tackle. Um, like I said, Darnell Washington's great tight end. For they're putting all the they're, they're really investing in Kenny Pickett here, and they're be, while beefing up the, that defense, which it's the steel curtain. So it, it, they'll figure they'll figure it out. Um, my un, what? No, uh, I, <laughs> I thought she I thought she had something. Um, my other winner is Houston. They were. It's. It seems like D'Amico Ryan knows what he wants to do and aggressively went up and grabbed everything because they they traded all throughout the draft. They traded up all throughout the draft. If they if they saw somebody they wanted, didn't think they were going to get them, they traded up. They traded up. They traded up. I think they traded up like four, four times. I think. Mm-hmm. I think it was four times the the whole draft. Plus, they got a guy named Tank. Anytime you get a guy named Tank, it's going to be fun. I love it. Um, Tank Dell, Nathaniel Dell, wide receiver. Um, and then anytime you draft a, uh, an Alabama linebacker, you're going to be fine. So Houston got Will Anderson and Tuo Tuo. Is that how you say his name? Yeah, Tuo Tuo. Tuo Tuo. Uh, yeah. So anytime you get defensive players from Alabama, you're just gonna you're you're set. You're solid. Yeah. He actually transferred from Tennessee. Believe it or not. Tuo Tuo. Yep. Nice. But um, but yeah, no, he's yeah. You always kind of I mean saving. Saban has a, a culture down there of good defenses, but um, fuck Saban. <laughs> but I have to give props to the uh, the ones the, the I'm going to give props for the, the this last one as far as the the teams that have had the most draft picks on these because you know I feel like in the draft I'm a big draft build through the draft type of guy. And there's more ways to find diamonds in the rough when you have more picks. <laughs> it's, it's just, you know, that's probability. That's numbers. Exactly. It's the odds. We're, we're gambling addicts. We go by odds. Yeah. You have better odds the more draft picks you draft. Yeah. So Patriots and Bill Belichick had have 12 picks. <laughs> the Green Bay Packers and the Jacksonville Jaguars both had 13 picks each. The and Green Bay Packers did pretty well. Like, I, yeah. I think they did for what they have to work with. I don't. Again, I'm, I don't I don't agree with Jordan Love being the starter, but what they have to work with, I think they did a decent job, which is unheard of to, for a Green Bay team. 
Did they do a little slap in the face to um, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers? Oh yeah, they oh they absolutely wanted to piss Aaron Rodgers in the off. second and third rounds. This yeah. is this is a second and third round picks. They had three second and third round picks um, on day two. Basically, tight end Luke Musgrave, wide receiver Jaden Reed, and tight end Tucker Craft. Love it. Like three weapons back to back, all oh, for the Jordan Love. Tell me you're salty without telling me you're salty. <laughs> like, come on, man. Yeah. That's the it's we always revert back to the ex, you know your ex girlfriend or ex boyfriend. They gotta like, they get it. They get a new a new toy, a new person, and they gotta show them off. They gotta mm-hmm. show them off. They're just like, hey, look what we got. I went out and got somebody that you uh, that you were jealous of. <laughs> That's what it was. Yep. Um, my other. Are you done with that? The yeah, and then I guess with the last one, the Rams actually had the Rams didn't have a first rounder this year, but they had fourteen picks. That's right. Yep. That's right. But, yeah, I guess it was just uh, a product of not, uh, you know, spending all those monies now uh, throughout the years. Now they have to go after those cheap players. Yep, yep. They got to they gotta build. <laughs> they got to do something, man. They're going to be um, – let's see. The draft, uh, the, the draft, I don't think they had a great draft as far as, like, ESPN standards go, but I think I love their draft is the Detroit Lions. I love Jameer Gibbs. I think he's an incredible fucking running back, and it, it's something they needed. I'm a big, if you need it, go for it guy. Um, got Sam Laporta, for, uh, who I think is a great tight end, um, for Jared Goff. And they got Jack Campbell, an inside linebacker. Brian Branch, I think that's Deion Branch's son. I'm a big uh, father-son guy. Uh, safety. And then they got Hendon Hooker, which he's a project quarterback, and they're going to have Jared Goff for a a few more years that in Hendon Hooker can learn from him. I think it's a great uh, – if he develops well, I think it's it, it could be a really good pick that works out long-term for him. Um, but, yeah, that's one of my just I love drafts. That was I thought it was a good one from, from Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions. Yeah, Dan Campbell, uh, day one, he was just like, fuck your big board. Like, I don't give a shit about your big board. I'm getting the players that I want, and that's that's that. Yep. Yep, that's exactly what he did. He just went out and got everything he wanted. Yeah, um, which I, it's so funny just watching the the experts, the, you know, the the draft experts being like, whoa, 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 Jameer Gibbs, the top twelve pick. Wait, what? And they're just they're just dumbfounded, and it's just like, but that's how Dan Campbell runs his program. He's like, I don't give a shit what your opinion is. I'm going to run it the way I want to run it. I'm going to get the players that I want, mm-hmm. and I will, that's it. I also think that he thought Bijan Robinson was going to drop to him. Yeah, he could have. He definitely could have. I, I was curious about that as well. If that was like more of a panic pick because you know Bijan Robinson had already uh, got drafted. No, I think he was just like, I want to run him back in the first round, and I want it to be Bijan Robinson. And then it wasn't Bijan Robinson, and so there he was like, Well, what's the next best option? Well, because Jones. because they they traded back, right? Because remember they did trade back um, mm-hmm. to the, that twelfth pick. And that was before Bijan Robinson had actually gotten picked. So you know, you you're right. They could have been thinking like, oh, no one's gonna really pick. No one's gonna pick him up. We can get him a little bit later. Mm-hmm. And well, that's it's a good segue to my draft losers. Uh, Atlanta. They did. They really didn't address any real concerns, like any real needs. Bijan Robinson. What? Why? Why were they so sold on Bijan Robinson? I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense. For a team that was the third best rushing team in the in the league last year, <clears throat> and the what is it six worst defense in the league, it's baffling. It's a baffling pick. I don't know. I mean, the, 
They they didn't get a defensive player until Zach Harris, their third pick, Zach Harrison, a defensive end. They got now they did get a, a cornerback in Clark Phillips, who I don't really know anything about, and neither do I know anything about Demarcus uh, Demarco Hallams. Safety from Alabama. Yeah, that, that's always nice to pick, but like I don't I I didn't hear his name too too much last year. Well, I mean, what is it? They had. He was. I don't think he was a starter. I don't either. Because Jordan Battle and Dion uh, and Brian Branch were both starters right. uh, on safety. So, and so that's kind of. A, I guess that's a reason why he fell to the seventh round. Um, He's the Alabama's just too fucking loaded. Yeah, I, I just yeah that was a, that was a definitely a baffling baffling uh, draft by the Atlanta Falcons. But hey, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it too. It's okay. I just it, it hurt my brain. And I'm. I wish. I just wanted Bijan Robinson to go somewhere else. Honestly, anywhere else. It could have even still been in the division, just not to the fucking Falcons. Because mm-hmm. I think he's going to be so good. Who's, who's your other loser? Or did you have another winner? I was. I kind of went on to the losers. Yeah. No. 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 It's fine. I um. What did I have? I I like the Houston Texans draft. I just think they gave up quite a bit to get back into that third that third pick. It, it I mean it's going to be quite a bit of a sting for the future picks, but I mean it does establish them pretty well up front. I think it's a good base, and then they can um, just take, get who they want in free agency next year. Because like this is a building. It's it's D'Amico Ryan's first year. We talked about first year. Um, First-year coaches, you'd rather start rebuilding on a, as a first-year coach. You don't – like, I, I honestly think that's the best situation to get into as a first-year coach. You don't want to have high expectations as your first year in head coaching. Mm-hmm. So you build a base, and you get some free agents um, in the free agent market, and there you go. And, and, and I'm just – I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of, like, the winners that tra- are able to trade down in the first round. Mm-hmm. So, like, your Arizona Cardinals and Chicago Bears uh, really set themselves up really nicely for the future. Yeah. And then, like, also, I mean, we, we saw this the year before when um, Howie Roseman basically stole the Saints' first pick, uh, first round pick. Mm-hmm. And, and look at how he's been able to do it with the um, – with his drafts. Yep. Also, um, a lot of GMs are starting to whine and complain that Howie Roseman's getting all the attention. Like, just do better. Just, like, just be better. It's not be, It's, it's, it's not that fucking hard. No, it's not. <laughs> like, they're just so mad that he's getting all the attention. It's like, because he, he's fucking good. Yeah. Just be better. It's that easy. Just be better at your job. Yeah. Who's your losers? Or at least one of them. Another one of my losers. I'm trying to, I'm trying to go through and see... I'll go well. I'll, I'll go while you're looking. I Washington. I think Washington had a shit draft because, like, fuck. Are you really? They're really banking on Sam Howell. <laughs> they're really going with Sam Howell. They didn't draft a single quarterback. Um, they they basically just they they tried to beef up the offensive line and then gra- draft defense, and then they drafted a running back really late. So they are really really sold on Sam Howell somehow, which makes. No sense to me at all. I don't know. They're getting a new owner, so maybe things will change. But I think that was another loser. My other two losers are um, the New York Jets, but who really who, who cares? They, they, they gave up everything to get Aaron. They got Aaron Rodgers. Of course, they weren't going to have a good draft. Like They could have got, got a couple of pieces that they needed, but that's about it. And my other one is San Francisco. And that's only because my brain is so 
like centered around fantasy that when I see a team pick a kicker in the third round, I immediately say it's a bad draft. <laughs> so this this is obviously this is a fault I have. It's because I'm too obsessed with fantasy football. But yes, the San Francisco they were big loser here in this draft because they drafted a kicker in the third round. Yeah, the only thing is is with that with them is like they were basically just kind of luxury picking at this point because I mean they, they have their team set. They really were, which is nice. Yeah, it's nice that you have your your team is so good that you can just waste a third round pick on a kicker. On a kicker, yeah. It's great. Yeah, must be nice. So, and then basically they just got a bunch of like other guys, other scrubs in the back, you know, just mm-hmm. to just to round it up. But yeah, no, I mean, I I didn't think there was too many too too too, or too, too many losers in this draft. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, who else. Well, give your analysis on the Saints draft because I I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say I, I'm. Initially and now, I'm not a big fan. Now, I will convince myself by the start of the season that it was a good draft. It's going to take me a while, though. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. I wasn't a fan of the draft. I think um, we didn't get a tight end. That was that was one of those things I wanted to. Get, I kind of wanted to see. Um, and we could have gotten B.J. Ojolari, but we didn't. I don't think B.J. Ojolari fits our system. I think he's a great player. I think he's going to do well in the pros, but I don't think he fits the system that D- Dennis Allen runs, which is the hence why I don't think they went that direction. I don't know. I, I just wanted to see B.J. Ojolari in the um, on the Saints. They we drafted a running back in the third round. I didn't understand that. I I'll put my perspective because I honestly was a lot more favorable of this draft than most people were. So okay, yeah, because because that that'll be good. So I. I don't know why we drafted a running back in the third round, a quarterback in the fourth round. We didn't get a safety until the fifth, in a wide receiver until the fifth and sixth rounds, which I think those were big needs that we had that we didn't obviously we didn't address till till late. So, yes, Joe, please, I need I need you to to <laughs> to spin zone this. I wasn't even too excited about the about about the our first round pick, Breezy. He like I don't know. I just didn't I didn't really like it. It was a positional need, so I was happy about that. I, I was mostly wanting to get um, what's his face that got picked right before what was it? Oh my god, I can't think of his name. It's right, Miles Murphy. I wanted Miles Murphy, but he got drafted to pick before us to the Bengals. So I guess I was I was still kind of upset about that. Yeah, Miles Murphy. But I need I, so yeah, I need you to 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 help me turn this around because I'm not happy with the Saints draft. Well, Miles Murphy definitely would have been more. Not as a positional need, but more of a kind of just edge rusher, which, you know, the common theme that people always preach about when, when it comes to the NFL draft is you, you can never have a not enough uh, pass rushers. Right. So, like, that, that would have been a good pick. But this this is a definitely a positional need with Brian Breesey. A lot of people have been kind of sh- shitting on him because uh, of the college production. But this guy was the number one prospect coming out of high school um, whenever he came out. Three years ago, mm-hmm. uh, like the the talent is there, and he's not only he's a very good run stuffer. I mean, he's a better pass rusher from that inside position, which is going to make I think is just going to help like your edge rushers out that much more. Um, I so I'm b- very big on him. I think a a bunch of his production um, 
went down because of his injury and because right. he had he was going dealing with some personal issues with the death of his uh, sister during that time to see, cancer. See, I didn't know about the death of his sister. That yeah. that turned thing that that turned just things around a little bit because yeah, you people depending on how close they are and stuff like that, they take death a little little hard. Well, like, it, it affects it, people differently. Right. So like, it could have been it could have affected him. His play, like a lot of shit, shit off the field affects people's play on the field all the time. Yeah, like and you it, you see that with the people who go through divorces or deaths in the family. You know, you can use it to fuel you, or you can use, or it can it can hurt you. Yeah. So like, <clears throat> so I I was a much bi- bigger fan of that. I think it's going to turn out to be a great pick. I you know I think it's just like a new chapter in his life. He's going to make in the next step, and I think it's going to work out really well. Um, Isaiah Fos- uh, Foskey. From defensive end from Notre Dame, I mean, I know that it's kind of with a grain of salt when I say this, but like, <clears throat> he is the record holder for sacks at Notre Dame. Um, he's a big body defensive lineman. Um, kind of, we, he can kind of push Peyton Turner on that edge a little bit. But I don't know why I say that as far as the leader leader in sacks because during the in Notre Dame's heyday, whenever they had all their good players, they weren't keeping up that, that as a stat. So I know that's what um, some people have been saying, but still, I mean that's it's a big time school like Notre Dame, and he had production. And the typical Dennis Allen type of defensive ends are people that can rush the quarterback, but also play the run. Mm-hmm. Um, they, he likes that balance between them, and that's I think he fits the mold perfectly. Maybe a little bit higher than what he should have been drafted, but I mean it's another position of need that they went after, and I, th- I think it's good talent. Um, yeah, people are really shitting on the Kendry, uh, Kendry Miller pick. Um, I mean, the thing is, is uh, Alvin, Kamara, uh, Alvin Kamara is going to be suspended, most likely. That's what, they're, that's what they're planning for. And, I mean, this is another big-time talent coming out of high school. And he had very good production at TCU. I mean, really was the soul of that running game. And if you watch his tape... He is very good in between the tackles. I think whatever people—they're not mad about him as a talent. I think he's a great running back. I just think that we should have picked somebody else, like another positional need, like maybe a wide receiver or a safety if one was available there, like or maybe traded up to get somebody. I just don't think we should have picked a running back at that spot. At with the third round pick, I think that's why everybody was mad. I, I, I love do. I love third round running backs. Yes, we do. I think it's. I think <laughs> I think third round run, running backs is exactly the value of where you should be getting those that, running backs. That's where the running backs should be going down to. Yes. Yes. So I I don't I don't I don't mind it. And it's, I don't think it's I don't think it's that big. It's it's like in fantasy again. I, my brain always goes back to fantasy with the draft. But it's like in fantasy if you have a one quarterback league, no quarterback should be taking taken in the first three rounds at mm-hmm. least unless you have like maybe like sixteen teams. But if you're in like a standard one quarterback, 12, 12 team league, you probably don't take a quarterback until like the end of the third round. Yeah, in my opinion. So I think yeah, I agree. I picking running backs before the third round is just not our style. So okay, maybe that that. Well, all right. So what about the quarterback in the fourth? That doesn't make any sense to me either. That that pisses me off. That one. I mean, that one's a little bit, little bit of a head scratcher. Um, you know, just I guess that's a that's a project type of player to see if he works out because he had he had very uh, 
a very productive career at Fresno State. Mm-hmm. And so it's a it's a developmental player that if it pans out, by the time he would pan out, it would be the judgment call between where Derek Carr's at. Okay. So Got like it. if Derek Carr doesn't work out, because I mean you're gonna you're gonna rely on Derek Carr for another two to three years. I mean I'm thinking at three least, years. I'm thinking least. three years at least. Yeah. Um, Derek Carr's got that many years left in him. It just we'll see how how many years he can remain a decent quarterback. Yeah. Um, and then I mean, we're as we've seen with so many other teams, that backup quarterback position is becoming more and more valuable. Mm-hmm. So like I mean, you get a player hurt. You want some. You, like, you get your starter hurt. You want somebody to fill in and be able to at least win half your games. Mm-hmm. I mean, while while you're gone, because what is it? What what, it, what do we see? We saw Jacoby Mont, or Jacoby Brissett. He did that whenever with Cleveland. Whenever let's play uh, let, for a suspension in this case right. with Deshaun Watson. That's true. I guess you never really know, but just Derek Carr really doesn't have a history of it. I, I guess he is a project quarterback. Again, another pick. I don't understand why we did in the fourth round. Um, I do like the old Dominion guard. That was I, I like that pick. I, mean, I, it, just, I love, it, it just addressed the need, and uh, yeah, yeah. I love moving outside uh, offensive tackles inside to guard because mm-hmm. the outside tackles are always going to be a little bit more athletic than your guards. And that's what they're probably going to do, either do that or they're going to play him like an Andrews Pete where they play him all over the line. Yeah. And, I, and that's – I think that was a great pick up, um, pick up with that. Um, and then you got hey, – look, A.T. Perry, I do not knock on – do not knock on him. I thought that was great value at the six-round pick. He's 6'3 and can fly. Like, he's got excellent size. He goes up and reaches the ball, and he, he can fly down the field. We usually are pretty good about those last uh, those those late-round wide receivers. Out Absolutely. Here at, at the Saints. At the Saints, we know how to draft late-round wide receivers and third-round running backs. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I, again, another, th- another reason why I didn't like that pick is because I not, nothing against A.T. Perry. I think we should have picked a wide receiver way before him. That was the, that was my only thing. I wish we would have drafted a, a wide receiver in the in the third round instead of the running back and maybe a safety with one of those fourth round picks. But again, well, the thing is, is if if Michael Thomas plays the entire year, then that completely negates that. I love uh, just I love how. I don't know. You, you you're really excited about something that has a very low chance of happening. It's look. It's the off season. It's we. It's you know home of dreams and hypothetical yes, situations. Yes. We do. We conjure up stories that convince ourselves that it'll happen. Which yep. okay. I look. We we kind of re, we revamped the quarterback position a little bit. We put in some. We brought in a couple studs. We drafted. A, I'm I'm gonna. I'll I'll end up convincing myself over the summer that we drafted well. I'm I'm gonna do some. There's gonna be some like some uh, preseason games that somebody's gonna do well, and uh, or like during the summer, we'll have some. Uh, I don't know. They'll they'll do well in the off season training. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, let's see. You got anything else on the draft? It was like I said, it was just an exciting draft all the way through. It was just really really exciting. Kansas City's awesome. We had a record of 43 draft day trades. Really? Yep. Broke the record from 2019 when we had 40. 43 draft day trades. Wow. I, dude, and that, okay. So going back to what we were saying last last week about picking the first round of the March Madness tournament and picking the first round of the uh, NFL draft, it is way harder to pick the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, like, you got what? One correct? Mel Kuyper got... Or no, you got two. I think you got two correct. In the first round? Yeah. Get out of here. I had... I think I had three. Yeah, Bryce Harper. I had Bryce... I had Bryce Young. Or Bryce Young. Wow. Well, Bryce, went to baseball there. Bryce Young. Um... Yeah, Breezy going to the Saints. I did have Darnell Wright going to the Chicago Bears, but he went um, he went tenth instead of ninth. Okay, so we'll give you a half point there. Okay. Um, let's see who we else we had. See, I think he. Just, I know the Jets wanted Paris Johnson Jr. <laughs> they they that, wanted him. That, that, that doesn't count. <laughs> uh, the, they got the Steelers. Steelers got Brodick Jones. And that you had that. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not bad. I think that's pretty good. You had what three and a half? Now, hold on a second. Oh, the Baltimore Ravens got Zay Flowers. You had that pick. Yep, four and a half. Um, and then the what is it? I think the last one. I yep, counted the last. I counted one. the breezy one. Yeah, the last one. Yeah, breezy. So four and a half out of that, that. That's not bad, actually. That's that's pretty good for a first round. I wonder. We'll we'll figure out what Todd McShay and, and Mel Kiper had on their final. And uh, we'll see who won this year. Because Joe won last year. Yep. Joe beat Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper last year. So yep. I, th- I like your chance. Four and a half. I like your chances there. Yeah, not too shabby. Um, and then if you really want to, Will Anderson did go to the Houston Texans. It just was the third pick instead of the second. Okay. I'll give you a half point. Uh, so you got five. Point. You got five. Okay. I, get, I like, okay, good. Half point. Because the the thought was there, I knew yeah. what they were going you, to draft. You knew what D'Amico, and honestly, that you should get more than half credit because D'Amico Ryan's really wanted Will Anderson, and that's what you were saying. Yep, that he really wanted Will Anderson, and that proved to be true. Um, but yeah, great fucking draft, great fucking draft. Can't wait for the season now. Anything else on the NFL draft? That's about it. All right, let's get on to OT dish. Um, on this day in sports history. Let's see. I got in 2015, Floyd Mayweather beats Manny Pacquiao on points in 12 rounds by unanimous decision in World War Welterweight Unification fight. Shatter that 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 round shattered or that match shattered uh all the financial records for a boxing match. Um you know what the total revenue was? What was that? 600 million dollars total revenue. Jesus Christ for one fucking I remember that too cuz it, it took it took Floyd a while, like I'm talking years, to fight Manny Pacquiao, which that was like the asterisk by it. Um, they they or uh, Manny Pacquiao kept wanting to box uh, Floyd Mayweather, but Mayweather just kept waiting and waiting and waiting. Finally, it got to the point where he agreed, but Manny Pacquiao was already like re- already really old as far as boxing standards go. Mm-hmm. So like it was just kind of an asterisk because he waited so long, but there, and there was really no reason. There was no like clear reason why they waited. There was there was a bunch of financial issues that they ran into, and that's a, it's quote unquote financial issues because that's money Mayweather's team. Like I don't, they're supposed to not have financial issues, but I guess the pay wasn't there. Um, but I think Mayweather was just scared of getting beat by Patty Pacquiao. Who knows? Um, what you got? All right, 1978. A guy by the name of Earl Campbell. From Texas was a number one draft pick by the Houston Oilers. Earl Campbell. 1978. Texas always has a fucking they they have they always have studs. They always have studs. Um, there's always going to be talent coming out of Texas because it's uh because of the uh, high school football. Dude, high school football in Texas is something else, man. They have high schools football teams have nicer stadiums than college some college teams. In Texas? Oh, yeah. 
Well, go go look at a list of the top stadiums, high school stadiums in Texas, and you'll be amazed. Well, if your high school team is bringing in that much fucking money, yeah, you know, then yeah, it, it that that deserves it. Mm-hmm. That deserves it for sure. Um, let's see. I got 1939. Luke Eric set a new major league baseball record when he played in his 2,130th game. That streak began on nineteen on June first in nineteen twenty five. The man just didn't stop fucking playing baseball, man. And the man knew one thing. That baseball. was baseball. That's it. <laughs> I got a baseball one too. What you got? So in nineteen oh nine, Honus Wagner yes, steals it. his way around the bases in the first inning against the Cubs. The, his nickname, the Flying Dutchman. <laughs> How awesome is that? That is incredible. The Just, Flying Dutchman? Yeah. That's I I thought in that in that a Pirates of the Caribbean thing? Yeah, it's a it's a Pirates of the Caribbean reference. What was, what was written first? Well, or, or I'm, what, I'm sure what happened first. I'm was, sure that is I I want to say that is like, you know, pirate folklore and it just was, you know, Something oh, okay. that was brought adopted to something that by, was adopted by him um, as a nickname, and then also something that was adopted by the pirates or pirates of the Caribbean. It, that's just writers. such a cool fucking name, though. Oh, the Flying Dutchman. And what, yeah. what was his actual name? Honus Wagner. Honus Wagner. Honus Wagner actually sounds like a guy who could steal bases. He just hones in and just fucking darts for the bases. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm. Bring back nicknames. Is it in there? In there a uh, phrase that's called "that's so honus" or something like that? Heinous. Heinous. Okay, that was it. I, I don't. I think that's it. I'm and not it's sure. like it's kind of like ridiculous or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, I was wondering if that was maybe like derived from this, like you know how just ridiculous he was at stealing bases. <laughs> the, I'm gonna say that's what it was. Yeah, they, that's how the the saying got derived. Um. Yeah, bring back nicknames. Do you have any more? I'm. Uh, the, I only had those two. Um, well, in, and I guess in theme of the Kentucky Derby coming up, um, I didn't realize this, but in 1970, we had the first woman jockey. Um, 1970? Yeah, at the Kentucky Derby. I didn't even know there were women jockeys. I, me neither. I don't, I, have, I don't think I've seen a, a woman jockey in a while, at least. Well, I don't really. I think it's been a minute. I think it's been since like 2015 since there's been one. Um, but Diane Crump. Nice was the uh, was the first one, but yeah, I, I mean, I guess there's it's it's an open event. It's not like it's the men's Kentucky Derby. It's like, right. It's an open event. Like if you can ride a horse, you can ride a horse. There's tons of girls who love riding horses. So yeah, that makes sense. You got to be small though, which I guess girls are. They, they can. Be, I mean, it makes they're, they're it generally makes small. Sense. They're generally smaller than men. Like if you just look at it statistically, yeah, they they are. They're so. shorter. Weigh a little less. The average weight's a little less. So that makes sense. It does. Um, all right, let's get to the NBA playoffs. Uh, before, actually, before I get to that, let's uh, big news today. Breaking news today: uh, Joel Embiid wins the MVP. Yep. Congratulations. I, congratulations, Joel Embiid. I think uh, he. It, let's. I don't know if he deserved it this year. You go in a different direction. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he deserved it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, th- I think Jokic should have won it th- for a third year in a row, but it was just one of those things where it's just like, all right, well, let's let the other guys have a turn. Like, they didn't want to give it to him three times in a row. No, no. Um, that's that's. I, I, I just don't. I, I, if you look at the stats, Jokic had better had a better season 
um, the Denver Nuggets had a better season record-wise. And, like, you see that, like, even with the first first uh, first game against the Boston Celtics, we saw in game one, no, no Embiid, and they still beat the Celtics. Yeah, guarantee we'll you up, take we'll guarantee, get to that. Guarantee, yeah, we'll get guarantee you take Jokic off the Nuggets and they don't even come close to beating the Detroit Pistons. Like that's no offense to the rest of the team, and I'm exaggerating, obviously, but you get my point. It's a little exaggeration. It, I know it's an exaggeration. <laughs> <laughs> it is, and again, no offense to like I'm just Jamal thinking Murray. About my boy uh, Jamal Murray. No offense to Jamal Murray and all them, but I, I'm just trying to make a point here. Yeah. I see what you mean. But, yeah, I, I think this was, like, what in referee terms of, like, a makeup call, you know? Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like Joel, Joel Embiid had a better year previously. Not that he was better than Jokic, but he had a better year statistically than this year. Um, and Last but, year or, or the year before? No, I think because it was either last year or the year before where he was supposed to get it. Yeah. I don't know. I probably should have done some more research. But, like, it was a toss-up mm-hmm. between him and Jokic, and they gave it to Jokic. So I guess this is, like you said, yeah, the referee. It's like a referee make-up call. Right. In a game? Yeah. Okay. So do you just, li- do just you li- my opinion on it. Do you it. like it? Yeah, I mean, I, he, is a, he is a top player. He's been playing that way, um, you know, the last couple of years. So, like, in this one, it wasn't – there wasn't too much of a – front runner per se you know mm-hmm. it just really everybody was just kind of like in the leaderboard like the, the entire season so yeah I, I this for this year I, I i like it i don't mind it i think joel Embiid is he's a great he's a great player yeah so it it, it uh changes it up a bit um all right let's get to the we'll get to the nba playoffs let's do round one um we'll quickly go through these Let's start off. Let's jump right into the Milwaukee, Miami. Um, upset city, baby. Hemi Butler is a G. He basically controls the fucking game. Uh, I know Giannis was kind of hurt, and but I, Miami beat took down a number one seed as an eight seed. Yep, Milwaukee Bucks. They they fucked around too much and found out. They they found out. They sure did. Um, now, if if Jimmy Buckets can stay fucking healthy, Miami, I think, can make a run because they're playing as a unit. Like you said last week, Eric Spolcher has been there. He's been there. He's done that before. He knows what a championship team looks like. Now, granted, he doesn't. He hasn't won one without LeBron, but he knows. Like, it, it, there's something to be said of having experience in the playoffs, mm-hmm. especially as a coach. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, because the playoffs is a it's. Completely different than the season. Like, I mean, seasons, you kind of go through up and downs. It's a long season. You kind of ride on rhythms and, like, um, getting into, like, different streaks, kind of almost like baseball in a way. But, like, when it's the playoffs, it's the playoffs. Like, I mean, there's it's a different speed. They're bringing – everybody's bringing their A game all at the same time. Whereas in the season, you got people taking breaks. you got people maybe not as playing – not playing as hard because it's not a, an important game, yada, yada, yada. Um, so yeah, yeah, it does. It, it, their experience in the playoff goes a long way. Um, the Cleveland New York matchup that was a that that was a weird one just because it's just you you look at Cleveland's roster and it has so much potential, mm-hmm. so much potential. And I think on paper you look at the you look at the Cleveland Cavaliers and they look better than the New York Knicks. Like oh, you, absolutely. You, on paper, you if these I guess this is why you play the games. But if you look at it on paper, that they, they win this matchup. Every time. I just don't know how with that roster 
and they did the right move on acquiring a superstar in, you know, in Donovan Mitchell. And then they get held for each game, each of their losses. They got held to sub sub one hundred points. Mm-hmm. Like that's you can't do that with a player like Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland, you know. And mm-hmm. then also with your big man Evan Mobley and um, Jared Allen. Oh, Evan Mobley's soft. Uh, yeah, they he, needed, he got exposed. They need to toughen that motherfucker up. He got he got exposed. I mean, he you can't be that size and and be like that in the paint. They need to get a bunch of big men and just bully him until he he's he becomes. Uh, it, it, until he becomes a bully. That's yeah. what they need to do. They just need to have people bully him down low. And, like, I'm talking in, like, a pickup game to where, like, there's no refs. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, Cleveland Cleveland goes down, but they have such so much potential. They're very young, so they're I think they're going to be exciting to watch next year. Congratulations to the Knicks. Home t- – what was that? Knicks, Knicks fans, good for the playoffs. Yes, yes. So the home having home court advantage in the in the garden is is excellent. Yeah. Um we'll get to that series. we'll get to the New York Miami series here in a second, but Boston Atlanta. Um congrats it took longer than we thought. I didn't think it would go into six games. I don't think anybody thought it was going to go into six games. If anything, people thought it was going to be a gentleman sweep, and that's it. Yeah. No. Uh, prop, hey, props to Atlanta. I mean, that's like I said, I've been saying all all along. You know, for Quinn Snyder, this is just a prime season for him. This is just, kind of a win for Quinn Snyder, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Getting two W's in this series is a win for Quinn Snyder. Yeah. And because that's the thing, it goes a long way for the t- for a team like that into believing into their coach. Like, hey. You know, we weren't, we weren't given a shot in this series. Not even close. Maybe not even in this season. And, you know, he was able to turn some things around and make us a contender. What can he do in year two? Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's the thing. It was, game six was in, in Atlanta. So they, 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 it had, it, they had it worked out to go to a game seven, but they just couldn't make it happen. Yeah. Um, I mean, it took – honestly, they were tied up into, in late into the fourth quarter. It took a 16 16- – 16 to 6 run by the Boston Celtics and at the end to you know close it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's that championship pedigree right there, baby. That's that's uh, that's that's people that's been playing for uh, together for quite some time, quite some like time. the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, that's true. Um, the uh, let's see, Denver versus Minnesota. That's we we called that one. I thought Minnesota would get one, and they got one. That's that's about it. They yeah. were they were extremely unmatched uh, yeah. or outmatched. Yeah. Um, I thought I, I did I did think Rudy Gobert was gonna do a little bit better than he did, but there's nothing really much to say about this one. Nope. Um Phoenix versus LA Clippers. They have Russell Westbrook and Kawhi Leonard just decided to sit. He got hurt, I know. I know he got hurt, but <laughs> like it, it's just uh you can't win with Russell Westbrook. That's it. So I don't really I don't really this one didn't really surprise me either. No, I mean the Clippers probably made it a little bit closer. Um, all all facts considered, you know how much they had to they had, were sitting out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I mean shooting that, that called that had people calling for Kawhi Leonard to like like I guess his head per se. Yeah, in well, the sense of like, hey, this guy should retire. This is when uh, that's what I was saying. Like, if you're a Clippers fan, you are just fr- so fucking frustrated. You don't want to pay these older guys now because ne- they're not going to be like LeBron James. No. The, the, if you once you get over a certain age, unless you have the same game as Steph Curry, which c- kudos to Steph Curry because he he basically molded his game around what it would be with the like with a strategy that it would just last a long. It, it's a lasting. God, what am I trying to say? 
the way he plays lasts longer than the NBA. You can play the way he plays older uh, when you get older. Yeah, but he also molds his game because he's not he's not that very big. <laughs> no, he, well, I, it was probably a little bit of it was, of it was out of necessity, but yeah. you know, it, it still just chuck up threes. Speaking of which, this is a good uh, segue. Golden State versus Sacramento, great, great series, awesome. I'm excited about Sacramento from the, like for the near future. It just sucks that they had to run into. The Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Yeah, it was the only series that went to Game 7. Um, and, yeah, like you said, it sucks that they were against the Golden State Warriors because, like, I mean, that's – I think that's the only other team. Like, because, I mean, what was it? We had – they had other number one seeds or they had other, like, top seeds that went down. Um, they had we had a we had a number one and a number two seed that both went down mm-hmm. um, from the uh, in this playoffs. Number one seed, a number two seed, and a number three seed. Yeah, um, that f- that didn't go, the, and those games didn't go to game seven. This mm-hmm. was the only one that did. So, um, yeah. So props props to Sacramento. Uh, they 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 definitely going to be an exciting team from here on out. I like Mike. I like Mike Brown as a coach. I think he's funny. I think he's hilarious. But he also really connects with his players, and and they play hard for him. Yeah. Um, it so. also it also doesn't help when Steph Curry drops fifty in Game Seven. You, you're just I'm sorry, bro. I don't care if you have home home court advantage or not. You're not going to beat Steph Curry. You're not going to beat Golden State Warriors when Steph Curry drops fifty. Yeah, I think he had some some lower back uh, soreness um, after the game. Did you Car- hear about that? Carrying this team. Ah, gosh, you got my punchline. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I should have let you have it. I'm sorry. It's all good. It's all carrying good. the team. Um, but yeah, that was it's gonna that was the only game seven, like you said. It's gonna be a great. It'll be fun to watch Sacramento. I'm I'm pretty excited. Malik Monk's nasty, dude. They just have a really good good core of guys. Um, let's get to Memphis versus Lakers. <laughs> Dylan Brooks got his forty. <laughs> I was he got funny. his forty in a way. In a way, he 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 died. No respect until they drop forty. Well, they beat him by forty. So I guess that's a little more that that does. I think that demands more respect than than. Whoever he's guarding getting 40. Mm-hmm. Like, you you got whooped. Yep. You got whooped. And that was in – it was in uh, in L.A. too. You notice the experienced guys versus the newcomers of the playoffs, whereas Dylan Brooks was yapping from the very start, and LeBron waited until after the series. Right. And um, he sounded off. It just – like, on offense, they just – in that game six, they looked like a shell of themselves. Like, they weren't they weren't scoring. No, like John Morant wasn't playing very well. None of Desmond Bain wasn't playing very well. Jaron Jackson wasn't playing very well. They just did. They didn't show up to play. Yeah, it, it, they were kind of defeated before that game. That game started. Yeah, it was almost like it's like they gave up on the on the series. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Um, but yeah, it's uh, maybe uh, we'll see how Dylan Brooks bounces back next year because this is this might be something that's tough to bounce back from. I got to. I've got to give. Team. I've got to give props to the guy who uh, went onto the Wikipedia page for the uh, the Guangdong uh, Southern Tigers uh, from the China League and added Dylan Brooks to the roster. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Ooh, so, that's tough. But yeah, but from the rumors, it looks like he's out from the Memphis Grizzlies. Well, here's the thing: they're going to need to do something. Because I don't think Stephen Adams is going to be the coming back is going to be the answer to all their their problems. 
I they just I don't know. It was weird because they were dominant all season and then they just got to the playoffs and I guess it the Lakers having the Lakers in your in the first round is is probably like the worst case scenario mm-hmm. if you're gonna be that high of a seed. But like fuck man you gotta at least put up a fight yeah i i you gotta you gotta suspect that there was some some like insider like tension within the locker room going on it, it just did not seem like like he said from the ver- the season versus the playoffs like i get it lakers are good they're experienced they got lebron james who's you know one of the all-time best but at the same time, like that was not the same Memphis team that we saw all season. No, it, absolutely not. And I know, like the John Morant stuff, like the John Morant injury was tough, but like it was just, I don't know. They weren't playing with any fire. It's almost like the football equivalent of the coach losing the locker room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just that seemed like what it would happen. Yep. Um, all right, let's get to the predictions. Let's go start with the Miami versus New York series. Uh, Miami's already up 1-0. That game is going on right as we speak. It actually is probably finished. I'm going to go look it up and see who won. <clears throat> the Oh, it's still going on. New York Knicks are up 99-96 with four minutes left to go. Um, this is going to be fun. Now, with that being said, the New York Knicks have to win this game too. Oh, they have to. In, in Madison Square Garden with Jimmy Butler out, you have to capitalize on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I I'm hoping this one goes into Game Seven. Like it, it just I don't know. It's gonna be a fun one. It's a it's an old um, rivalry getting brought back. There's been some pretty good Miami New York Knicks series. Uh, you know, playoff series that have been pretty intense. So yeah. if you if you want to go see some good YouTube videos, um, check out the history between those two teams. It's a, it's a good rivalry that's getting brought back, and I I really hope, like you said, I hope this goes to Game Seven. Oh, I just think they match up well with each other. Both yeah. teams do. Yep. It's going to be a nice. I think um, I think maybe the Knicks had some nerves in Game One because they couldn't buy a three. They mm-hmm. couldn't buy a three in Game One. They might have had some nerves. They might be calming down now. Um, but yeah, yeah, dude. Home field, home court advantage, Madison Square Garden, second round of the playoffs. Can't beat it. Yep. Um, who do you, who do you think is going to win this one? <laughs> Give me Hemi Butler in the Heat. Like in, in how many games? Give me Game Seven. I think it's going to be Game Six with the way, just the way it started off. They stole one, and I think they can. If they, they, I'd say they lose tonight in game two, win game three, win game four, lose game five, win game six. Okay. So I think it's going to be a home court advantage type of thing. Um, let's get on to Philly and Boston. Philly stole one. I'm talking thief. Stole one in Boston without Joel Embiid. I don't know how to. I don't know how that happened. I, Doc Doc Rivers has this one circled on his calendar. Oh, he wants it so bad. He wants this series so bad. It, yeah, <laughs> I don't blame him either because like this is it's this perfect setup. Now, granted, well, I do have to point out James Harden has one great game in him every single series. He spent it in game one. He spent it in game one. He's, I hate that. They needed him. They it, needed it from him. Exactly. In game one. Exactly. So he, he spent that in game one. Forty-five points, I believe he had. Uh, so good for them. They yeah. needed. They needed that. Was it? Was it because of his pregame fit? 
I don't know. I didn't see it. He's always got a weird one. Yeah, yeah no, this one was extra, extra baggy. Like, I mean, it was basically like the 90s that's called and, like, you know, was making a revival. wanted their style back. Yeah. Okay, so he's trying to bring back the 90s. Yeah. I'm okay with it. I, I didn't li- – I, I like the 90s. It was it was a weird time, but we, we – I don't know. It, it was it was fun. Uh I I think Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are going to need help offensively. Offensively, if they're going to win, they can't do this all by themselves. So whether it be maybe Robin Williams on the offensive boards helping them get put some putbacks or something or whatever, I think they or White. I think they're going to need help because they they both did pretty well in the game in game one, but the rest of the team kind of sucked. Yeah, um, and then a little bit that went under the radar a little bit here. Um, who's kind of turning into a superstar, Tyrese Maxey with 26 points. Yeah, he dude. is He is quite the scorer. He's so good. He he's so fun to watch. Good. He's an energy guy. He's, yes. He's an energy guy. That, that's one you bring out to fire up the fucking troops. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I think I still think Boston wins this one, but I think this goes to Game 7. I think it's everything everything we want it to be and more. Yeah. I Yeah, I have to, I have to agree because Joel, Joel Embiid is going to be coming back at a certain point. Um, which should make the series a little bit more intense. Boston's going to wake up after this game. Like they're, they're not going to play like – I don't know if they let that one slip slip again um, in this series if they have like an advantage like they did in that situation. Because they were winning – I mean, it wasn't by much. It was a great game. They, yeah. were, they were winning the whole time, and then Philly came through at the end there. Yeah. So, I again, like you said, I don't think that happens. I don't think they let that happen. But, yeah, I'll have to agree. I'm going to have to go with game seven. Celtics. Celtics. Okay. Uh, Denver Phoenix. This is this is disappointing. Um, I thought I thought the 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 Phoenix Suns could at least steal one in Denver. They should have stole one in um in the second game. Yeah. Like Denver should, came out cold, but they just couldn't capitalize. And like this again. This is all. This sounds weird every time I say it because KD's average. KD had like twenty. In a, I think he had 24 points in one game and 29 points in another or something like that. 27 points, I think. He's going to have to put up 30-plus every game. I think he, they, need, they need more produ- productivity from him, uh, which is weird to say because he actually hasn't been playing poorly. Um, I saw on the ESPN, I saw some people talking about it. Maybe they traded a little too much for him. They need the they they need maybe need a couple of one or two guys to come off the bench every now and then and be actually productive. Mm-hmm. I think they may have given up a little bit too much. Well, and then then in this case, um, with CP three being out for games three through five, yeah, I mean, <laughs> who do you turn to now? Your bench is empty. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I I, I don't know. I see Denver winning this in five. Unfortunately, I I gotta I gotta sweep. I got a sleep. I got a clean sleep. Oh boy! I see. I think. I think Kevin Durant's gonna come alive in Phoenix. One of those games. One of those two games. I think he's gonna drop like forty plus points, and I. I think they're gonna rally around him for one of those games. But and but that's it. Game five. It'll be done. Yeah. After game five. Okay. I don't know. Sweep. I just. I got a sweep. <laughs> I got a sweep on this one. Dude, Denver's so fucking good. I mean, now, yeah, with the emergence, because I mean, obviously, Jokic is going to do Jokic things, and uh-huh. he's going to he's going to make players around him better. But if you have Jamal Murray, that's playing like an absolute superstar, oh, like he's it, he's so much fun. Bubble to watch. Bubble Murray is back. Bubble Murray is definitely back. Yeah, 
And uh, and then now also, I mean, you got a supporting role with Michael Porter Jr. who can score points when you need to. Yeah. You know? So like I just yeah, this team just looks way too dangerous right now. Yep. Um. So you got the sweep. I got Denver in five. Let's get to the Golden State versus L.A. Lakers matchup. I think this. I I I, I know I was talking to you about this, and you don't really agree as much as I do, but. I think this is a matchup nightmare for Golden State. They don't have Andre Iguodala to guard LeBron. Sure, um, Kevon Looney's been playing very well, and I think he will contain, might not even be the best word, may contain Anthony Davis. This kind of slow him down? I don't know. I just, it's going to, this is going to be up to the guard play and how, how well they can slow down LeBron James. I, th- I think if Steph Curry needs to put up at least 30 to 40 points every game. Um, yeah, but LeBron is not going to be the same LeBron that he has been in the past. Not to say that he ain't, he's not going to be good, but he does, does, that's not kind of his role with this team anymore. You know, I agree. I agree. He's not. I mean, obviously, he's not 2016 LeBron James anymore. But Where he has the ball like every possession. But they still like Reeves. Um, AD, D'Angelo Russell's kind of came into his oh, own. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's, they, he, the Golden State Warriors need the Splash Brothers to, to come, to come alive. They, they have to, they have to make well, all the clay, clay specifically. Clay specifically. That's true. Cause Steph Curry's been playing lights out. Um, they need like Jordan Poole. They, they're going to have to be automatic from behind the arc at every single game. I think cause down low, I think they're going to get trashed. Down low, that this is going to be a domination for the Lakers in the paint. I don't think they have any chance. Again, Looney might. And then Kaminga, Kaminga, how tall is Kaminga? Is uh, he is he LeBron James's height? I think he's he he's he like a wing. He's like a wing. He, they um, might he might that might be an option for them just to throw at LeBron every now and then just to like beat him up a little bit, you know, like to get some fouls. I don't I don't know what else they're going to do. I I don't know. It's let's put it this way. LeBron is seven and fifteen against the Warriors in the playoffs. So with like with Steph and and Steve Kerr. Now, granted, they don't have KD. Now, yes, now granted, I I don't know the record without KD. That is a very excellent point. But at the same time, I they I mean they're they're going to play this series good. I it's going to be it's going to be a fun series. I think it's going to go. <sighs> I almost kind of wish it was a little further down the line in the playoffs. Me too. It just, just given like this, we're running out of time. We're running out of instances where this is going to happen again. Yeah, you this, know, with with everybody aging, kind of the way they are. We um, might actually have to relish this because this might be the last time. Yeah, this could be the last time. So enjoy it. I hope it goes into Game Seven. I unfortunately, I think the Lakers are going to take it in either five or six. That's uh, yeah, it's a bold, really? it's a bold move there. But I'm here, here's the thing: I'm gonna be rooting for the Golden State. I love Steph Curry; he's like one of my favorite players of all time to watch. But I, if I'm gonna gamble, I'm gonna say probably Lakers and six. Dang, yeah, Lakers and six. I want it to go to Game Seven, and I want Golden State to win, but Lakers and six. What do you think? Give me Golden State and seven. Oh, let's go! All right. Well, there you go. That's our predictions. We're gonna keep up with the playoffs as they go along. Let's get to let's do the Kentucky Derby real quick, and then we'll finish off. Um, so, so this is the hundredth and forty ninth Kentucky Derby. Been going on for a long time. I know. 
Yes. Honestly, I'm kind of I would kind of be down to go to the 150th next year. Ooh, that would be fun. They probably they'll awesome. probably do like something big for that. Oh, absolutely. 150. Let's see. Forte has the best odds at 3 to 1 right now. Um tap it trice. Okay. Uh, I wish it was tap it thrice. That would be my number 1 main man. Yeah. Um is second at 5 to 1 and Angel Empire is third at 8 to 1. Now, obviously those are probably going to change as it gets closer to the Kentucky Derby, but I I don't look at the odds. I'm I'm going to be I'm going to be uh completely honest with you. I don't look at the odds. It's, no. I'm a big name guy. Yeah. You, we're, we're both big name guys, but Yeah. That's, it's it's like it's like if I'm shopping like a bottle of wine. I'm not no wine connoisseur by any means, but you give me a good label and a good name and like, you know, good marketing, you got me sold. Mhm. Am I Yeah, okay. I'm looking at the right derby odds. All right. Uh, Derma Sotogate, Sotogaki. Okay. I don't know. That impractical move are both uh, 10 to 1 odds. Those are 5 and 6. So those are the top odds. I'm going to go, let's see. Um, hmm. Mr. Rocket Can. Rocket Can, yeah. <laughs> I love just looking at these names. And like that's that's basically how I'm going to pick this. I would probably pick Verifying because I think that's kind of funny. Uh, right, that that's very new age. Yeah, it, it is. I, I'm, I want I want something to be like AI related, or like somebody to be named Chat G, GPD. Oh, that that would be good. That's that's gonna be next. So like right now, verifying is uh you know more social media. Yeah, they they haven't made their way over to yeah. AI yet. Okay, the, the Kentucky Derby, they're a little behind on things. They're the older people, so it it takes them a little while. Like I'm surprised somebody isn't named Facebook. Well, think about it. I mean, they've been training these horses for years. So like, what was big kind of back then? Whenever they started like all this training. Well, it wasn't Facebook, but um, <laughs> I I don't know. I think uh, we we should let's see rocket can raise canes raising cane oh no it's raise cane that's pretty good Lord Miles Sun Sun Thunder Sun Thunder what Thor Sun Thunder Thor Bro. yeah I do not okay so don't don't bet on practical move that's a bad one practical move yes it's too practical um, Matt Forte up there number one's okay tap it trice is I think I like tap it trice. Tap it, tap it, tries. Tap it, I'm going to say verifying is my guy. Verifying. Okay, verifying is your number one. Yeah. What you like? Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really into that Sun Thunder. Sun Thunder is awesome. Yeah. Yep. The 30 to 1 lo- doesn't look very good. But again, we don't we don't go by odds. Raise Kane <laughs> is making me hungry. Yeah. Well, it's good. Um, Jace's Road. May- Maggie. Mag- Mag- Mage. Mage. Confidence game, Skinner, Disarm, and Hit Show. Continue our reincarnate. I don't know. I don't really like the. I don't like the lineup here. It's not as good. I, honestly, that. the uh, the also el- eligible. So these guys, if any of the other ones have scrint, uh, scratched after entries are taken um, before the betting ends or begins, these are the next ranks. Uh, next next ranked horses that are eligible. Cyclone Mischief. Oh, that's cool. See, that would have been a good one. That's a great one. Uh, Mandarin Hero <laughs> and King Russell. So, like, yo, let's know. get King Russell in there. Come on, man. Yeah, let's let's throw the bench in this lineup. Yeah, we need the bench. Yep. 
Um, but I'm I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Sun Thunder. Sun Thunder, I love it's, it. It's just like it's a very Thor, you know. Like this guy, this horse must be like a muscular guy. Uh huh. All right, so you got Sun Thunder, and I got um, what did I have? Verifying. Verifying. All right, well there you go. That, that that's talking derby there. <laughs> we'll do a little recap at the uh, yeah, for next episode. Just look at the fucking horse names, and that's it. Um, but yeah. That's about all we got. We'll uh, we'll continue next week, like Joe said, with the recap of the of the Kentucky Derby and uh, continue monitoring the NBA playoffs. We might talk a little hockey. The Boston fucking Bruins got upset. That was huge. Tampa Bay Lightning's out also. Um, so now the I guess the hockey they, they the Bruins broke the NHL record of regular season wins mm-hmm. and then lost in the first round. Sympathies to the Boston fans. Everywhere. Oh, you poor things. Just have such a hard life. You have such a hard life. All right. Anything else? That's it. All right. Love y'all. Later.